something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I'm Cat Wonders, and this is episode 45. Blows my mind. Software update? Nope, not now. <laughs> do you ever do that? Just keep push it, pushing back your, um, your updates on your computer or your phone as long as you can until basically at the most inconvenient time you have to do it and you're like, I should have did it before. <laughs> anyway, so episode 45. That means that I've got, oh my goodness, seven more episodes before it's 52 full episodes, like a straight year of posting weekly. Ah, there, I've missed a couple and I'm gonna miss a couple here in the future. Sorry, I have like a fiber or hair on my lip. I hate that. Uh, because I'm gonna be on vacation. So I, I'm gonna try to pre-film as much as possible, but um, we'll see. All right, so as usual, I'm gonna start this podcast off by creating a cocktail. And this day, <laughs> this episode, I'm actually gonna be inventing it from scratch. I've got some ideas. And I am so lucky because the distillery Lucky Bastard has sent me some of their spirits, and I'm gonna use that today to concoct my cocktail. Look at this. So for those of you that know me or have been following me for a long time, you know I have an affinity for Vargas girls or pinup girls. I even did like a pinup girl photo shoot, posted that quite a while ago now. It's been a couple years and I wanna do another one so bad. But when I saw this brand, I was like, I live for this, this Lucky Bastard brand. So this is their coconut lime vodka and they also sent me an espresso vodka, but today we're gonna use coconut lime. And I, there's a song, you put the lime in the coconut and stir it all up. <laughs> I don't know the actual words, but I thought of right away. And lime and coconut goes really well together. You know how I know? Cause I took a little sip. <laughs> when I first got the bottle, I was like, I wonder what that tastes like. So I had a little mini shot and it's extremely delicious just even on its own. So I'm gonna make something called the Dirty Bastard <laughs> only because that's all I could think of. And it's probably a drink that exists already, but we're gonna kind of like mix a bunch of stuff together and see how it works out. Uh, but I think it will work well. So my idea is to use two ounces of the Lucky Bastard Coconut lime vodka. I wanna add like a little splash of triple sec, citrusy, also super delicious. I also want to add some coconut water and some coconut milk. And then I've also got some lime juice. Just playing off flavors that are kind of already in the cocktail, really making it a dirty bastard. <laughs> what does lime and coconut have to do with the dirty bastard? I don't know. It just adds a little fanciness to the cocktail creating experience. And because it's kind of like a tropical cocktail, I've got all of my fun accessories, including my little, what is it called? <laughs> Palm tree umbrella. So here we go. I've got my fancy glass from Anthropology, And because this is lime coconut, let's make this green. Where's my little channel changer? Okay, whatever, I guess it's staying this color. <laughs> I could get up and find it, but I know. Let's make my background green. Watch this. There's one. There's two. Three. Do we want it like 
really green, yellow green. I like that. And then, oh wow, I kind of want it more, a little more yellow. What do you guys think? Should I make it really green? Oh, the blue is pretty. Let's see. I'm looking at myself in the viewfinder. It's like, let's make it just like super kind of limey. All right. All right. Now that my background is all jazzed up for this lime coconut cocktail, let's start mixing. So I am going to be using my cocktail mixer. It is full of ice and uh, it's fresh ice. So it's not a lot of water in the bottom there. And let's start with the coconut lime vodka. So That smells like a beach. It smells like a cabana on the beach. <laughs> okay, here we go. So we're gonna do two ounces of this. You know me, I free pour, so let's just freely pour. One, two. The second pour was a little longer because I thought the first one was a little short. Then let's do a little pinch of this. Triple sec, because if I think about cocktails on the beach, I kind of think about margaritas and triple sec just sort of works. You know what I mean? And then let's do the lime juice. I wrote down half an ounce of lime juice. So quite a bit. Then, I wonder does coconut milk like separate like cream with acidity like citrus? So this is, I just bought this today, obviously. Can't shake it until you open it. King Island Pure Coconut Water. And it's probably not sweetened. So it's a good idea to look for like unsweetened coconut water because if you're drinking coconut water for the benefit of like hydration and a natural product, 99% of the time there's like so much sugar, it's equivalent to drinking a Pepsi <laughs> so or a Coke. Um, so really you gotta look at the label. Okay, so let's go. I'd say that's about three ounces of pure coconut water. Then we're gonna get crazy and put coconut milk in there. This is also freshly bought today. I couldn't help but drink like a cup of it earlier. Yeah, and about three ounces of that. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. That might be way more than three ounces. And that's, I believe, everything. So now I'm gonna shake it all up. Actually, it's fine. I should have put some ice in there. I still can at the end. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. All right. Mm -hmm. Beauty. Now let's pray that I can get this off. Because, yes. Add some ice. Fill that baby up. And I forgot a straw, but you know what? Whatever, that's totally fine. I'm just gonna sip it like a heathen because that's what I am. You know, it's funny how my background's being green like this. When I was pouring the liquid out, the light was shiny. I was like, oh my God, it's green. I almost said it. And I'm like, snap out of it, cat. It's just your background. All right. Um, which one works with this? So first, let's just open our umbrella, our little palm tree, I should say. And oh, look at that. Cute. Should I, I'm gonna taste it before I accessorize it, just because it's gonna make it a pain in my ass to try to drink out. Ready? Here we go. This is to the dirty bastard. Oh. Oh. 
I keep, I keep making great cocktails. I don't know what's happening. Sometimes I think that I've done something terrible and then it comes out so good. You guys. The Dirty Bastard is a winner. And I'm telling you, that coconut lime vodka, it's so versatile. You could put it pretty much in any tropical drink you want. Even sip it on its own over ice. Amazing. Keep in mind, I'm not paid to say this. <laughs> they sent me some spirits for free. Um, and I'm so happy that they did. I can't wait to try their espresso vodka. So we got that in there and what? Okay, you know what would look really nice as contrast would be like a yellow or an orange. Even though this is like a whiskey bottle. Check this out, a little freaking whiskey bottle. I found these on Amazon and they weren't so hard to find so you could probably find them if you want to. Okay, so we got this color, this one. I kind of like the I kind of like the whiskey bottle. Even though it's not appropriate for this beverage, I don't care. It's the color, all right? Okay, you guys. And it, this drink does not match my outfit. Sometimes that happens. So, uh, a little bit about um, Lucky Bastard Distillery. They're out of Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan, <laughs> Saskatchewan, <laughs> uh, Sask Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Say that three times fast. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Okay, I got it there finally. <laughs> I just had to like punch my brain and then you know make it make it stick. So they founded in 2012, and they also uh, were the first distillery in Saskatoon since Prohibition. So uh, hey, good on you guys. You guys have a great product. A great logo and uh, they have a ton more on their website so check it out all of their socials will be linked down below in the description box i almost didn't get through that all of their links will be down in the description box below and if you're listening to this podcast you should check out the video version on youtube you can check out my outfit see the beverage i just made and also find their website and i think it's just let me just say it um for just audio listeners here so their website is luckybastard.ca so you can check a check them out there and uh, they also, I believe, have an Instagram. And uh, yeah, like I said, it'll be linked down below. I'm like gassy and phlegmy. <laughs> Not attractive at all. Good thing I have this lovely beverage that I have to sip and basically get a milk mustache every time. Gosh, you know what would be really good in this as well? Would be like like a blue curacao or something, like just a little something. Because the, the white color, you could do so much with this. So next time you see Lucky Bastard, I'm going to be using their espresso uh, vodka. If you have any recipes that you think would be great with espresso vodka, please send it to me. Um, also, you can email me at kittylookerpodcast at gmail.com. Just in case you had an idea. Okay, so my week. What has changed? What have I done? What's going on? Uh, I went to see a dentist. <laughs> uh, because in, in the last episode, I mentioned I want to look into some dental bonding. I recently chipped my front tooth. It's kind of bugging me. Um, and it's also kind of like a long time coming for me. I shouldn't say a long time coming, but I do grind my teeth at night. And this has caused like really unnecessary wear. Uh, my teeth look older than I am pretty much because for whatever reason. And I thought that I stopped grinding my teeth, but recently after visiting the dentist, a cosmetic dentist. So this is different than your average run-of-the-mill dentist. <laughs> uh, they kind of more specialize in aesthetics and that kind of thing. And uh, she, my dentist, by the way, smoking hot. She walked into the room and I was like, you're my dentist. <laughs> uh, anyway, not that that makes a difference. What blew my mind was just everything that she was coming out of her mouth when she was looking at each one of my teeth and like all these code words she was using with the other hygienists that were in there. Anyway, so I just want dental bonding, which is essentially where they mold your teeth 
into a different shape or they add a bit of length or like just change the shape of your teeth. Because I just have a few things that bother me and nothing very severe. But um, turns out that because I have uh, a very specific bite and because I grind my teeth, my teeth kind of will always want to fit back into that place. Uh, So if she were to do bonding uh, now, then I would very likely just chip my teeth right off. (laughs) So she said, we came to the conclusion that I'm going to have to get braces. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Could you imagine? Hey, guys, welcome back to my channel. I got braces, but just look past that. Uh, I actually think braces are kind of cute, but I'm going to go the Invisalign route. And Invisaligns are essentially just, they look like kind of mouth guards that go on the top and bottom that fit perfectly to your teeth. So you could actually wear them in public and not people wouldn't necessarily notice. Um, I think it does affect the way I like you'll talk, talk a little bit. I can tell when somebody's wearing them because they have a slight lisp. So but the more you wear them, the quicker your teeth will kind of realign. So I have to basically realign my top and bottom teeth, even though they look straight. Uh, there's still there's some like issues with them. And then I've got like a little cross crisscross going on the bottom. And so essentially, I have to realign my teeth and then we can do the Invisalign. Uh, Sorry, then we can do the bonding. And um, it was a really interesting experience because this dentist noticed things that my other dentists kind of I should I don't want to say missed, but just didn't notice. And um, when it comes to the long term, my teeth, especially if you are a grinder, um, you know, if you don't really do something about it, like wearing mouth guard every night, then of course, you're going to, it's going to get worse and worse and worse, unless you magically stop grinding your teeth, which I thought I did about like eight to 10 years ago, because I stopped waking myself up grinding my teeth. Uh, so I thought, oh, I must not be grinding my teeth anymore. But my dentist is like, see this, see this like sharp corners here. This indicates that you're still grinding your teeth. And I was like, God damn it. Cat. <laughs> Smart up. Uh, and I've had uh, night guards as well, like just like a little one that pops on my front teeth. But um Anyway, so that's happening. Uh, So I might have to wear the Invisaligns for like 12 to 18 months first before I wind up uh, being able to get the bonding and kind of the the smile of my dreams. Uh, But either way, all's good. Another thing that they told me was because I grind my teeth, I've had like a slight bone loss. So the my actual like jaw bones, I have bone loss between the teeth and which shocked me because I thought for sure I have a healthy mouth. I take good care of my teeth and all these things. This sort of grinding is quite involuntary and bothersome because I don't know what the hell that's about. But um, but the bone loss shocked me because she was like, you uh, see this? See, this is like they, did, they took full x-rays, like photographs, put it all on the computer. And, was, and everything she was saying, she was showing me what she was talking about and... She said that, see this, this, the bone line down here, it should be like right up here uh, for your age. And I was like, oh shit. She goes, but this does happen with people that do grind their teeth. And grinding is actually more of an issue than you think. Because when you're grinding your teeth, you're also kind of moving your teeth at night. And which allows certain bacteria and things to kind of get down in the little crevices between your gum and your teeth. And it's just stuff you don't even think about that I had no idea. So... Anyway, I'm taking steps now to correct my smile, um, realign my teeth, and pretty much make it impossible to even grind. Imagine waking. I just have this fear that because my teeth are all kind of like in a new position, but my jaw has memory from my old teeth and like I start grinding at night, I'm just going to have to wear a mouth guard forever. 
at night <laughs> for fear of breaking my teeth because that is actually a, a thing for me, like biting on a fork. I'd almost rather cut a finger off than bite a fork. I hate that. Uh, anyway, so that happened. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. And also I went uh, to a hookah bar in Calgary and it was so good. I don't know. Okay, so hookah is essentially you're smoking like vapor. <laughs> it sounds it's not vaping. Um, I think it, I don't want to say that it's harmless, but it's sort of some. How do I? Uh, for those of you that don't know what the hell I'm talking about, I'm just gonna read like the wiki definition of hookah so that I don't botch this. What is hookah? H o o K-A-H. A hookah, shisha, or water pipe is a single or multi-stemmed instrument for heating or vaporizing then smoking either tobacco, flavored tobacco, or sometimes cannabis, hashish, and opium. Uh, the smoke is passed through a warm or water basin, often glass, uh, before inhalation. So we went to this hookah bar and you can order any flavor of hookah. Hookah is the actual water pipe though. You can order like flavored tobacco. And if it is tobacco, then it's definitely not the best for you. But it's through water pipe. It's almost like a bong. <laughs> anyway, and um, any flavor. So it's really strange to like inhale a vapor into into your lungs and like taste the watermelon. Like I had like watermelon mango and it was freaking delicious. But it's more, I think, Middle Eastern inspired. And uh, when we went to this hookah bar, we actually met a couple at a bar I was visiting, my cousin works there and we wound up going to this hookah bar they brought us there they're like come with us over here it's really cool so we went over there and I was like oh yeah they're like she's like what can I get for you guys well I'll start with like just like a glass of Pinot Grigio or whatever she's like oh we don't serve alcohol here <laughs> I'm like what <laughs> where does not sell alcohol especially this time of night it's like a bar total bar vibe and uh, but it makes sense you know if you're into hookah maybe you're not into drinking but it's a religious thing too I believe and I mean I don't know what the hell I'm talking about all I know is that I really I had a great time and then after we wound up at a restaurant called uh Hi's H-Y-S Steakhouse oh, so good and just super like the vibe was great and it's just fun when you meet somebody new and then you guys hang out all night and then you become friends and you're like having different experiences together <laughs> it sounds really naughty but anyway it was super fun just keep thinking this is a straw. So when you get like garnishes or fancy things in your cocktail, you're supposed to take it out. You're supposed to drink it with it in there. Because I like the look of it. To me, this just looks like, kind of looks like a, what is those, what are those drinks? Pina colada. You know what I'm saying? Not a straw. Hell yes. So good. All right, I want to know what kind of irrational fears do you have? So an example of like an irrational fear would be um, like the fear of spiders, deathly afraid of spiders. This 99% of the time, the spiders are not going to hurt you. It, there are little spiders that will bite you. But like if you see a spider run across the floor, it's not a threat to you. It's not like on you, right? And then you, there are people that just o overreact so hard that they damn near give themselves a heart attack. And 99% of the time, they're not poisonous. They're not a threat. You're just afraid of something that's 10,000th the size of you. <laughs> so it's, it's irrational. Um, 
Okay, so I don't have a fear of spiders. If there's a spider on the floor over there, I'm gonna let it do its thing, live its life. I get annoyed because of the cobwebs that happen on my timbers, way too high for me to reach. But if I'm kind of like, I guess, in the right place, capture a spider sometimes and put it outside. I don't really have a problem touching spiders of a certain size and speed. <laughs> what changes things for me, obviously, if it's bigger than a quarter, that's gonna be hard for me to put in my hand. Also, if it's lightning fast, nope, I can't do it. There are kind of like clunky little spiders that have, they look like black widows almost um, because they've got like great big black shiny bottoms on them, but there's no, there's never an hourglass on their belly. And I did research a while ago, I used to work at a pet shop and the feed bags would bring in spiders because they're coming from the States and wherever. And uh, which was pretty terrifying because sometimes there would be black widows, but there was these like, they, I call them brown widows because they weren't black widows and they weren't poisonous, but they're from the same family. And somewhere, I don't know, somehow they're in BC everywhere. And uh, those ones, because they don't move fast. Like they're not like the spindly spiders that like rip around, you know? That's why, what are those spiders called in Australia that are all over the place that are freaking huge? Huntsman spiders, is that what they are? I think so, huntsman spiders. Oh my God. Like there was a woman that put a video on the internet of she was about to go open her car door and there was a huntsman spider and they're the size of my hand underneath her door handle to her car hiding in there. Now, could you imagine? Whoa, that just like, that was guttural. That was, that just happened. <laughs> could you imagine putting your hand under that door handle? What would happen? Would you squish it? Would it like turn around and bite your finger? Would it would freak out and oh God, that that's too much for me. That, and you know what's funny is it's the speed that bothers me and I mean they're freaking ugly too. But I sort of got off on a tangent about spiders but I have to say my opa had a tarantula growing up. Always had a tarantula, Chico. A beautiful actually black and orange tarantula. But he was as slow as molasses that thing. You know, he was no threat. You could hold him and he's not gonna run away or run up your arm or something or like fall on the floor and splat. He was manageable. He was kind of like a little slow motion spidey. Then you get these other types of spiders that are, I guess they're, what am I trying to say? They're, they've evolved to run away from predators, predators, whereas some of these other lackadaisical, like slow spiders um, are more camouflage and maybe live naturally in areas where they have more camp, like they're not as attackable by predators. I don't know, but the huntsman spiders, those are all the creepy videos where the massive tarantulas are like, they're trying to catch them with like Tupperware containers and stuff. And oh my freaking God, that terrifies me. And I'll tell you another story. <laughs> Um, in Germany, they have these great big spiders that are, they look like, we always call them wolf spiders, but that's not their actual name. They're kind of like a gray brown, slightly hairy, medium sized body, super long legs. And they are huge. So, and, and by huge, I mean, if you were to flatten it out, <laughs> my greasy, um, say the body is this big and the legs would be this big, okay? Only like as big as that altogether. 
with a body the size of like half the size of a dime. So anyway, we're staying, at, I was living there at the time actually, and suddenly out of the corner of my eye, and the, the place I was staying at had, um, had uh, cathedral like ceilings anyway. And there was a lamp shining on the wall and also up on the ceiling. And what do you know? One of these freaking spiders is on the ceiling crawling kind of like, just, just do it. Just going to the grocery store. You know, the spider's just looking for bugs. Just chilling, like doing his thing. And I see this thing. And I was certain that there were more. And I literally, after capturing this thing in a plastic cup, because it was too big to squish. Some spiders, I cannot squish them. They're too big. They're going to explode on me. Not going to happen. So I caught it with a cup, a plastic cup and like a piece of paper. So you put the cup on the wall and then slide the paper underneath it. And then you have it in the cup. And I could feel like the weight of it, like the little Anyway, so caught it, fine. I put it downstairs in the kitchen and every single room in the houses you can rent in Germany has a door. Even the kitchen has a door. <laughs> put it in the kitchen, close the door. And because I couldn't kill it. And I thought if I put it outside, it's just going to come back in. <laughs> so I kept it in a little, pres in a little prison. And um, I searched the rest. Like I started pulling a dresser away from the wall. Because after that point, like if I didn't see that spider, it for sure would have crawled on my face. I just know in my head that's what I was thinking. And where there's one, there's more. And then luckily, like later on, somebody was like, actually, spiders like that are pretty territorial. Like they'll, they'll like kill their competition. So likely it was probably the only one. Maybe there's another. I'm like, another? God. Ugh. Anyway, so <laughs> could you imagine if like randomly there's a spider that crawled across the wall? I'm going to change this green back to something a little warmer and more inviting. Um, let's go with that. Okay. Relief. Anyway, so then there are like fears. I shouldn't say f this would maybe be considered a fear, but then there are people that have like a, a strange kind of phobia. And I've talked about this before, but I have a problem with touching lettuce. It makes my skin crawl even just saying that. Let me just take it off. <laughs> Definitely eye stabbing, but it's worth the aesthetic. Touching lettuce. What happened to me in my childhood that makes me not be able to touch lettuce without cringing? My lip curls. And it's not, I thought about it, like it's, it's not the sound of it rubbing, like the rubbery leaves touching, that's not it. It's something about the texture. And I almost feel like lettuces, certain um, lettuces, <laughs> certain, um, how do I say this? Certain types of lettuce are thicker. It's almost like, you know, spinach has like a thickness to it. That's that's the weird thing for me. If if spinach leaves, and some are, but the ones you get at the grocery store, I usually buy baby spinach. Um, and by the way, I don't avoid buying these things. I just hate touching them. Um, if, if there were huge leaves of uh, spinach, it would just do the same thing to me. So it's kind of, it's not like the flimsy, I like romaine lettuce. I could touch romaine besides the very ends. And like I say, I don't, it's not that I can't touch them. I do. I make Caesar salads all the time. I love lettuce. Eating lettuce, no problem. Having it in my mouth, no problem. 
touching it is a problem. Um, but I internalize it. I don't make a big deal about it. Uh, so yeah, there, and I'm like, what is that from? Like what? I don't have some sort of mem some terrible memory of, you know, like a situation where I was washing lettuce and something happened or, you know what I mean? I don't know what it is. And maybe it's from my past life. Maybe as um, a previous human being that lived in the 1910s and they were s like a slave to lettuce in the fields and they their hands would bleed picking lettuce, then maybe that's what's going on because that is sort of a feeling I get. <laughs> like I have some sort of terrible, terrible... Anyway, so what's your irrational fear or irrational phobia? One thing I was thinking about the other day was is depth perception. <laughs> the other day I was walking and it was towards the end of the day and I was walking outside and I didn't have my glasses on and I very seldom wear my glasses. I wear my glasses for like a day of the week. Like if I'm on the computer all day or whatever. But I don't wear them for anything else really besides maybe if I'm night driving. So I'm walking. It's the end of the day. My vision is kind of fades towards the end of the day. Or it gets worse. It's just the more tired I am. I think that's the same for everyone. But I was realizing that I was really, really hesitant to walk comfortably I was sort of almost anticipating wiping out for no reason like I was not drinking <laughs> I it was just the end of the day I was kind of tired and then I realized I was looking around and it was almost hard for me to gauge like how far I was from the ground I know it sounds really really weird but some days I find it harder to walk comfortably than others and I was doing some research about death perception because I wasn't sure if it's actually when my vision gets worse and I can't see things as clearly, is it harder for my brain to perceive like how high that rock is? Is there a dip over there? You know, like, so I can't walk as comfortably as I would if I were to put my glasses on now. I feel like I could run there. You know what I mean? So I think it's just a matter of vision. My vision is kind of getting worse as I get older. And um, I've had an issue before with, with biking. So I cross country cycle. And sometimes the trails I'm riding are this narrow, this steep, sometimes this steep, like around trees. You really got to be on top of your game if you're going to be doing that kind of biking at any type of actual speed. I remembered like watching the three people ahead of me that I was biking with go down this little drop. But I literally psyched myself out and stopped at the top and was looking down going like, I feel like I'm going to go like ass over tea kettle. Like my butt's going to go flying over this way and I'm going to wipe out because it just looks so steep to me. But if you stood, if you stood down below or even from the side, it's nothing, right? You're not going to fly over the handlebars. But from like up high, it's, it was so hard for me to tell how steep it was and to anticipate kind of like what move I needed to make. And then they're waiting for me and I'm like, okay guys, I'm just gonna like walk this because I feel like I'm having a stroke just looking at this. And anyway, it was so silly. And then after I saw like how off I was in my head, I'm like, do I have like a depth perception problem? Because I don't really know what that's about. And I also have this thing where if I'm trying to pick a Christmas tree from the forest and I'm driving and I'm looking, the tree that is actually eight feet tall looks like it's four feet tall. I have no gauge. Like if I were to see, so I've seen a lot of bears, black bears, grizzly bears all over where I live. I was with somebody one time, a hunter, and I was like, 
oh, we, we came across a bear. And he's like, it's huge. And I was like, it looks like it's two years old. Like it looks like a cub to me. And he's like, no, no, man. And he was so right. It was like a seven foot bear. Holy crap. Like I have a problem. I think I have, I make up for it maybe in other ways, but is it genetic? Is it learned? Is it a disability? Is it like an ability when you can't? I don't know. All I know is that, that I don't know. <laughs> Am I normal? What's normal? I don't know. Now it's time for groovy music. That's M-E-U or M-E-W-S-I-C. Music. <laughs> this was a, a suggestion, a recommendation for my music segment from one of my followers. Uh, they commented on my last video. So thank you for that. Um, and I think that's what I'll keep it as because I don't want to be like kitty music or something. So these are tunes from Epidemic Sound. Uh, also not sponsored by them. <laughs> um, but it's playable music on the internet. I cannot get it canceled. I'm gonna tell you that I love you 100 times a day. You'll get tired of my voice. That's how much I'm gonna tell you that I miss you. I'll miss you if you go. That's called 100 Times by Lakeisha Nugent. Very groovy, a very um, Amy Winehouse-esque. Uh, big, 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 big fan of Amy Winehouse, so like that tune. Thank you, Lakeisha, <laughs> for making that song <laughs> and whoever else helped. Okay, i also curious about if you guys get evening anxiety and what i mean by this is so i don't suffer from anxiety uh in general at all but i mean some things of course i'm human being like things make me anxious and whatever but um when i'm laying in bed before i go to sleep 
my mind starts going crazy. I get the worst, I'm the worst worry wart. <laughs> worry wart. <laughs> I worry about everything like upcoming trips, um, relationships. I start overthinking if I forgot to turn my car light off. Like I just start to think crazy thoughts. And but in the daytime, I don't think that way at all. I'm excited for my trip. I'm packing. I'm like, woohoo. Can't wait. Laying in bed. Think about all the things that's going to go wrong. I think about the fact that things, rules are going to change. I mean, all the weird stuff that's going on in the world right now, you know, like, whereas in the daytime, I'm kind of more relaxed and I'm less, I don't have that in the daytime. And I've talked to a few people that go through the same thing. It's like, you always worry more at night. What is that? <laughs> is that a condition? Like, is it that way for everyone? Is it because you're kind of just more stressed at the end of the day? I mean, I feel like when I'm crawling in for bed, I'm like the most relaxed of the whole day. I'm just like, whew, get to unwind. Usually I'm watching random TikToks or something, like just to kind of take my mind off the day, but then turn the phone off, get ready for sleep. And that's when it starts to roll, like rumble in like a thunderstorm. It just starts like, <laughs> all this stuff. And it doesn't last me like, it doesn't last very long, but there's a technique that I use that helps a lot. And two, actually, the first one is that I repeat to myself in my head over and over, you are healthy, you are strong. You are healthy, you are strong. Like over and over, it just stops me from being able to think about anything else really. And it's sort of like a positive affirmation you wanna tell yourself anyway. So I kind of do that. And then after that wears off, then I'll start like breathing techniques, like six seconds in, six seconds out. So you're just concentrating on your breathing, which also distracts you from anything you're thinking of. Um, so try that. If you're like like me uh, and you need relief from nighttime anxiety, then try those two things. They're kind of boring, but it's a lot better than stressing out right before you go to sleep. I don't know if it affects my dreams either. Anyway, just thought I'd ask and let me know down below in the comments if you do suffer from evening anxiety or just like bedtime anxiety. All right, now it's time for a segment that I like to call Cat Facts. Do I have an intro for that yet? Not yet, but one day I will. <laughs> okay, so Cat Facts is a segment where I like to go online and talk about things you might not have heard of. And whether these are completely true or not, I don't really know. The websites that I've been going on lately are pretty trustworthy, but do your own research if you're curious, because I've been side blinded before by a fact that I thought was real. That's so real, in fact, that I repeated it because it was so unreal sounding. <laughs> Turns out it wasn't real. <laughs> so anyway, these facts are all to do with the eyes. Now, why did I choose this? Because I was, <laughs> I wrote down depth perception and like vision and that kind of thing. I thought, well, I can find more interesting facts if I have like a specific category. So how much do you know about your eyes? How much do you want to know about your eyes? <laughs> well, you're about to learn a lot more. So stay tuned. Your eyes focus on 50 different objects every second. So when I read this, I was like, it focuses on, or is it just like peripheral? Like, cause for me, if I'm focused on something, you know, I'm looking at one object, but you know, I know, I know. Peripheral, it's probably like all part of it. The only organ more complex than the eye is the brain. And this also makes sense. Um, what would third place be on, on your body? when it comes to complex organs. Any ideas? <laughs> I was gonna say the tongue, but it's probably not. Your heart? <laughs> that would make more sense actually than your tongue. <laughs> anyway, um, let's see. Your eyes can distinguish approximately 10 million different colors. All right, 
It is impossible to sneeze with your eyes open. This I did know, but I'm sure that someone in history has sneezed without closing their eyes at some point. 80% of all learning comes through the eyes. Okay, so I believe this. I'm definitely a visual learner and that's why like reading for me and retaining information is harder because I am such a visual learner. Like I've, I have to really imagine what I'm reading rather than just read the words, you know, because, and I have read books before, but I have to be really into it. And I ha it's almost like I really have to have a clear image in my mind of what's happening to, to be able to comprehend what I'm reading. Sounds weird, but that's true. Your eyes can detect a candle flame 1.7 miles away. Okay. Uh, your iris, the colored part of your eye, has 256 unique characteristics. Your fingerprint has just 40. Okay, so I, I know like nowadays it is a real thing to have your eye scanned to be able to get in somewhere. I think certain airlines do this. <laughs> I was listening to a Tiger Belly podcast and I believe that they were talking about some sort of like first class club that they were in and uh, it scanned your eye. Okay. Heterochromia is the medical term for having two different colored eyes. There's a girl I follow on, on YouTube. She's like a makeup guru. Um, but I played volleyball with one of these girls one time and she was actually stunning. She had one brown eye, one blue eye. And I think typically that's the case. It's never like a green eye and a blue eye, but I don't really know. This is just what I think that I know. <laughs> what a unique thing, you know? Like it just makes you so special without even trying. Only one sixth of your eyeball is visible. Makes sense. Uh, your eyes are comp comprised of rods and cones. Rods allow you to see shapes while the cones are responsible for detecting and deciphering colors. Taking me back to like grade eight science. The average person blinks 12 times a minute. Do you wanna know what? I feel like when I'm concentrating, I like bl I blink more. Like when I'm trying to remember something, I'm like, wait a minute, what what is that about? Like when you need to think harder, you blink more. The shark cornea is nearly identical to the human cornea and has even been used in human eye surgery. Could you imagine that? Having like a piece of shark? attached to you? <laughs> Weird. Okay, last one. Your eye is the fastest contracting muscle in the body, contracting less than one one hundredth of one one hundredth of a second. Interesting. So these are facts. Maybe you didn't know, maybe you didn't know, but now you know a little bit more about the things you're looking through right now. What is something non-sexual that turns you on? And there might be nothing. Just adding a little bit more of this coconut lime vodka to my now kind of somewhat melted beverage. A little bit more coconut milk. Uh, which did not curdle, by the way. Um, something non-sexual that turns you on. So I've mentioned this before, but hands really get me sometimes. You don't even really have to be that attractive, like physically when it comes to your face or whatever. If you got good hands, and it's almost like, I don't know why, and I, I'm not sure if it's just like, you, some, you know, some people develop strange fetishes and things because of experiences they had as a kid, like, like guys with foot fetishes or girls with foot fetishes. They wanted their mom's attention a lot and they were always like at her feet, always trying to like get attention. And so sometimes this is how 
certain fetishes can develop. I don't have a hand fetish. I'm not like, you know, licking hands and, you know, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I just notice good hands. And I mean, teeth is another thing for me. It's part of part of the reason why my own teeth bother me so much. But um, yeah, I'd say hands for sure for me. Uh, another one, something non-sexual. I'd say like voice depth. Uh, I really, I like, I don't know. I don't even want to say I really like deep voices, but that's also a thing. But the hands. For me, it's hands. I want to know if you do something that's non-sexual that turns you on. I mean, sports cars. <laughs> Money is my aphrodisiac. <laughs> uh, no, I think definitely hands. If, if we're talking about like something physical on a human being, uh, I guess this question can go into things like cars, money, that kind of thing. So let me know. I'm curious. Actually, you know what? The coconut? No, maybe not. Never mind. Lovely. Oh, so lovely. All right, you guys. Now it's time for a segment that I like to call Kitty Twisters. Kitty Twisters is a segment <laughs> of this podcast where I tell sick jokes. And uh, today they're definitely sick. And I laughed so hard at this joke that I called my friend and told her and we both hit the floor. Cause you know when you find a joke so funny, you want so bad to share in that like hilarity. You want somebody to laugh hard too. And then you laugh even harder at the joke as somebody else is laughing at it. It just makes it 10 times better. That is me. I'll pre-warn you before I read the joke that I think is hilarious. And you might find some of these as hilarious, but maybe not. Let's just dive straight in, shall we? What's the difference between a joke and two dicks? You can't take a joke. But you can take two dicks. <laughs> Another pet peeve is like when I get a joke that somebody tells but then they make sure you get it by like explaining it after. I'm like, you should have just left it because I got it, you know. That's what I just did. So sorry for those of you that got the joke and I still clarified. What do you call a deaf gynecologist? A lip reader. <laughs> I hope death is a woman. Because that way, it'll never come for me. <laughs> These are actually so good. I've read this one before, but here we go again. What did the elephant say to the naked man? How do you breathe through that tiny thing? <laughs> what do you call a cheap circumcision? A ripoff. <laughs> Okay, this is the one that made me hit the floor. I literally did not expect this, and it's sick. What did the cannibal do after he dumped his girlfriend? He wiped his ass. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, so bad, but so, so good. Okay, this is kind of... What? <laughs> Why are women like KFC? After you finish with the thigh and breasts, all you have left is a greasy box to put your bone in. <laughs> True. And that concludes Kitty Twisters. The cannibal one. See, that's a joke that I can actually remember, I think. <laughs> Until it comes time to tell the joke, I'll be like, hey guys, I have a joke. And they're listening like, yeah, okay. Um, 
what did the oh never mind <laughs> i could just foresee my future uh, i have to think about it 10 times before i say it and i'll still probably screw it up well, everyone, that concludes episode 45 of Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Don't forget to send me an email if you have any questions, comments, uh, even questions about Lucky Bastard. Suggestions for the espresso vodka coming up. I think it might be the next episode. Maybe not. But um, anyway, so email me at kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, I've got a free OnlyFans and Patreon to check out. Those links are down below in the description box uh, on my Linktree link. And uh, please like this video if you're watching the video version and subscribe if you have not already. And if you're watching this, I've got an audio version on Spotify. And if you're listening, come check out the video version. We have a lot of fun over here. And... Um, comments comment section's great just saying come check me out and that's all i got to say thank you guys for tuning in if you made it this far uh thank you so much and i'll see you in my next video